be able to call the place. Yes, sir. 22 rocket on hit. 22. 22 rocket. I can't hear you. 22. I can't 22. hear you. 22. 22 rocket. This be your QB1 of the Dillon Panthers. Your teammates, if they can hear you, they will believe in you. Now you let it out until it hurts. You understand me? 22. 22 rocket. Hit it, hit it. What's your name? Matt Saracen. What you play? Do me one. Who do you play for, Saracen? Dylan How much do you want this? I want How much do you want this? I want it. Then take it. Do it again. Put it for Oops, 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 oops. I'm cutting up. Welcome back to TaylorMade Season 2 recap of Friday Night Lights. My name is Joe Bettner, and joining me as always, Mr. Spencer Davis. What's up, Joe? I know, uh, I know we're both excited to finally be finishing with Season 2. Um, not only because, you know, it, it took us a while to get here, but just to have this season behind us. It's all uphill from here. It really does get so much better after this season. I think almost in a way season three season four season five you appreciate them so much more because of this season yeah for sometimes sure. you need an l to appreciate a w but we do have some awards to hand out as we finally put a bow on this set of episodes i guess we, more we do we uh we're doing nine awards we've got we've got nine categories that we have carefully picked out well in advance um, most of them, if you listen to the season one award show, there's some crossover. There's a couple new, new categories as well. Um, but Joe, I think our first category that we want to do here is best actor. Um, so we're, we're you know, we're going to be talking about just the performances from the actors themselves. Um, who did you have, uh, for best actor? You can either lay out some nominees or just, or just go straight to your winner if you want. So I think the two guys, I, just really have to give a lot of credit to for making the most of some really bad storylines. I mean, this is LeBron James, 2007 Cavaliers. Like they're not working with a whole lot, but they are making the most of it. And Zach Guilford and um, Jesse Plemons are just phenomenal this season. And I think that the way that Plemons handles this murder plot, which is ridiculous on its face but the fact that we get this scene or multiple really scenes of um landry having these like breakdowns and the way he handles the tire situation i think he does a really good job with honing in on an aspect of landry a deeper side of landry that we don't really get to see ever with him yeah and then with zach guilford is kind of the same I don't want to say that either of these two actors are one-dimensional because I think they're very, very talented in their own right. And this just shows a more complexity to these characters. And I think that Zach Guilford especially, I don't think anyone else could play Matt Saracen than Zach Guilford. I know we had this conversation about... We did. <laughs> if you swap certain actors for other characters. 
but I really think he nails it with just the way we see the emotional side of Matt Saracen continue to develop and the more in depth we go with his why basically like why he does everything the struggle that he deals with as essentially his grandmother's caretaker and dealing with the pressures going on around him as far as being a part of the Dillon Panthers football team. I just think the two of them really crushed it this season. That's interesting. Um, I, I, I have Clemens as my winner here. Um, I, I think you hit all the reasons why I think I, you know, we kind of broadly speaking crap on the, on the kid actors, I think, you know, versus the, the adult actors. I think my winner for this category in season one was actually Brad Leland who plays buddy. Um, and he was also good, but he didn't make my top five for this. Um, I don't think Zach Guilford did either. Um, I, he just wasn't, I don't know. I mean, there's the bathtub scene, uh, which everybody rightfully remembers. Um, but I just, I, I felt like he was a little bit, and maybe, it, you know, I think he was hamstrung a little bit by the writing, but it just seemed like a really sad season for Matt Saracen other than the one, you know, the like episode and a half where he had two girlfriends and was very happy with that. Um, but I don't, I don't know that he had quite as much range as Ra- as uh, Landry did. Um, so I ended up giving it to, to Jesse Plemons. Um, also wanted to shout out uh, Gaius Charles, I feel like for playing smash did a really good job. I sometimes struggle with smashes performances a little bit really and it's not that i think he's doing a bad job i think he plays into this i I sometimes (laughs) i I just sometimes it's just this kind of like bravado that is expected of what you think a high school football player is like and i understand that there's a lot of egotistical like high school football players especially ones that are being recruited heavily by major college football programs i think he's played up a little bit um as far as his character almost to a point of where i'm not sure it's as genuine as i think they want it to come off but that aside i do think he adds um a little bit of a he definitely adds an element to the show that uh keeps it from being stale to the point where i think a lot of the characters kind of hit a note of you know, just it really drives home the the Texas high school football thing. They're in the South, um, and I think that Smash adds a little bit of um, he just adds a different feel to where I think you can draw a lot of parallels between somewhat of the performances that you get from Zach Guilford, uh, you know, uh, what's his, Kyle Chandler, um, Taylor Kish. So it's it, it's a it's a nice kind of balance, but sometimes I do think it's a little bit overplayed. That's fair. I think, I think that's a fair criticism. Um, I also had Kyle Chandler, who you mentioned, and I thought uh, Scott Porter, who played, who played Street. Um, Street was not in a ton of the season, but I thought the scenes that he was in, you know, I, I, I typically bought it. Uh, I, thought he did, I thought he did a good job as well. Um, and then, yeah, Taylor Kitsch would probably round out my top five. Um, yeah. By the, and I want to say something real quick. I don't think it's really Gaius Charles's fault. I think it's honestly, this is a writing situation yeah, for sure. I don't think that it's, it's to no fault of his own. Cause he is a really good actor. Yeah. I've seen him in different things and I, I think the talent is definitely there. Uh, the one, and this is kind of weird to say they gave Lila less to do. And I was very appreciative of that. 
I also was appreciative of that, but I think it worked really well. Um, and we can talk about Lila a little bit in the next category, but I, you know, I, Lila's of all the character storylines in this season, uh, I felt like they, you know, they did okay with Lila. Um, I just was some of the emotional notes, especially with like the triangle between her, Tim Riggins, and Jason Street. Yeah, I was just it, there were points where I thought it, her acting was a little bit cringy. Um, yes. but I just don't know if it was just that, or if I just don't know if that's necessarily in her wheelhouse. Yeah. So do we agree, uh, Jesse Plemons for best actor, or do you want to put up a, a fight for Guilford? I was going to say, I think you have to give Plemons or we, at least it's good that he's getting best actor. And I, I, so yes, I agree with you. It's good that he's getting best actor. Cause I'm, I really struggle to say his character overall is deserving of much recognition um, <laughs> for obvious reasons, but yes. Okay. Well, there, there it is. First award off the board to Jesse Plemons. Um, congrats to him. Yeah. Well, well, what exactly are you doing? We're going home. We, we really weren't done talking in there. So we just need to go and figure some things out. So, There's okay. not really anything to figure out, dad. I, I was, I'm, I'm here to confess and that's exactly what I'm going to do. And we didn't finish what we were talking about. So if you, if we please go back in here when you, son, need, listen to me, detective Tambor's trying to help you out here. I, I, I don't need to be helped out. I need, I need, I need you to come back in here so I can finish telling you what, what, what it is. Listen, we, to go I'm not going to go anywhere. Going I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I, I came here to confess and I, that's exactly, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going. going. Uh, second award best actress uh who do you have here joe i so i think you can go a few different ways and i i obviously think that i'm feel like i'm gonna butcher her name but i am going to do my absolute best adrian palicki you're going tyra wow I now let me say like this is just just for for starters I think that she did a really good job and I wanted to mention her up front because I do think her opposite Jesse Plemons I thought it worked really well in yeah. a situation where I think there weren't many instances where probably a lot of people think that works yeah um but no I thought she was I, I thought she was really good this season uh but I mean, it's just so hard, even though it's not a great season for her character. Just Connie Britton is just, she's, yeah. she's just dominating. So she's just dominating these scenes. So we need to make, this is where we make a decision as a podcast, where do we want to do what is the just thing, which is to give this award to Connie Britton, probably every single season, or do we want to do like what the Oscars do? and say, no matter how good you are, you're pretty much only going to win an acting award twice in 40 years. Like there's just too many people we have to honor. So you're probably only going to win once, maybe twice. So like this I mean, would be a great option, a great opportunity to honor um, Tyra's actress, who I won't even attempt to pronounce her name. Adrian uh, Palicki. I'm pretty sure that's how you say Adrian, it. I've watched, yeah, I feel sure like Adrian. I've watched enough interviews. Yeah. Um, I, it, I, I it think- It would be a good time to honor her, I think. I do too. I was going to say it feels almost like LeBron with just like the MVP award yeah. and the NBA. Just like we all know who the MVP is, um, but you can't give it to him every year for some unspoken reason. Right. So. Okay. Well then I think, uh, I think it's Adrian Palicki. I mean, is is there anyone? I was gonna yeah, say, is there anyone up for consideration? I I, mean, uh, I wrote down one other name. I wrote down okay. Daniela Alonso who plays Carlotta. I thought she crushed it. 
She really did. I, th- I mean, she wasn't you, in it enough to win this award, but definitely not. Uh, but she, once again, I, I think she wants kind of like in a supporting type role. Um, her and Zach Guilford, I think, do a really good job of kind of furthering and developing the the Matt Saracen character. Um, she does a really good job, I think, of just that kind of. I I, I felt like it was. You know, as as much as it is, and uh, it, it's an awkward romance. I think I, none of it, none of the relationship chemistry, chemistry type stuff, really. I thought was too cringy. Like I thought it, I thought it was really smooth. Um, I thought the actors played off each other really well. So there you have it, a best actress win for Adrian Palicki. Um, can I talk to you for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Everything okay? Yeah, this is hard to say. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna say it. Look, I like you. You were right, okay? I, I do like you. I want to give this a shot. That's what you came here to say, was? Yeah. I mean, I'm on, a, I'm on a date right now. Tyron, she's not, she's not embarrassed of me. She's not embarrassed to be seen with me. She actually likes me. Last time I checked, you were kind of somewhere in between. Okay, no, that's, you not, that's not fair, Landry. I Views mean, well, that's and... not fair. We both know how we got together, and it wasn't exactly under normal circumstances. It was, it was messed up and scary, and yeah, I was, I was confused. But I'm not now. Joe, I think this is my favorite category, what we have coming up here next. It is best heat check performance. What do you got? There's so many different ways you can go with this. And I, th- I think the first thing that came to mind when I was looking at this was just the absolute clinic that Tim Riggins puts on. Um, and this is maybe some recency bias, um, but with the day he has with, and before, I hope you don't have to do too much editing with it. We might've needed to have a conversation about heat check or in terms of just like what that award entails. So, so here's my thought on heat check. Um, I don't think Tim Riggins is, is eligible for this cause he's in the show too much. Heat check is like the seventh man off the bench who just comes in and is mm. just firing on all cylinders okay um so like bo miller won this award in season one my apologies i was thinking like just a absolute terror of a run as far as just like just like a like a set like a segment of an episode no Um, i think yeah i think this is uh i'm glad you brought that up we probably should have explained that at the top for the people that um aren't necessarily living on NBA Twitter. Um, but yeah. So like my winner for, for this is, is Guy Raston. Guy is so pivotal 
in so many ways because of once again and i we probably should give a lot of credit to uh friday nights is like the, the production side of things um because i think they do an amazing job of absolutely like finding just the perfect people for this show um linda lowy lowy l-o-w-y is her last name but uh she's the casting director for friday night lights and she deserves so much credit for sure for what she does here but tell me a little bit about guy i mean guy just comes in i mean we meet this guy as um tyra's sister's friend who needs somebody to watch his hamsters and i mean he he wakes up tim riggins with a gun in his mouth with a gun in his face he beats the crap out of him. He tries to beat the crap out of Billy and then taunts Billy with, uh, you know, Jackie's name. He shows up trolling everybody at a high school volleyball match. Like, this guy's in, like, nine scenes in this whole season, and he's just the star of every single one of them. I wish this guy was in the main cast. I don't know. I don't know how you, you fit him in. Um, but, yeah, I, I thought he just – I mean, he stole every scene he was in, didn't he? I mean, in my in my opinion um, – the other people, the other the other names that I've gotten written down here are Herc, who will be a nominee for, you know, this award just about every time. I'm surprised he didn't win it last year. We may have said he was in the show too much. Um, I think the Swede deserves a shout out here. And then uh, McGregor. Yeah, we don't get – what's that? I said McGregor is the, the fourth name yeah. that I've gotten written down. Um, the Swede is definitely a character kind of just – so far removed from my memory right now yeah i know <laughs> i'd forgotten that that was season two when i was going over my nose um maybe this is my gilmore girls bias coming out but how do we feel about matt zuckery <laughs> so i thought about that um i i think that he he's definitely he definitely qualifies he's definitely eligible um but i just he doesn't really bring any firepower right like he's just kind of reserved and um is it like he's is he i think he's too nice of a person to win this award honestly that's fair like he just he, did, he doesn't have much, he doesn't bring much energy like by and by design it's not his fault um well, yeah. well so going off that is carlotta eligible for this award uh yeah i think she would be i think carlotta I mean, would be once again just a really good once a really good performance from daniela alonzo who plays carlotta alonzo um didn't think to switch the last name there <laughs> Friday Night Lights on IMDb. Um, but yeah, I, I I just wanted to once again bring up the the performance she does because I think she she does a really good job. I think as far as Heat Jet goes, I'm just trying to think of like all the characters that we kind of get a little bit of and she obviously comes to mind. Yep. Uh, probably not going to um, the creepy journalism teacher that <laughs> Julie Yeah, he's also starts eligible. Starts crushing. Um, I just... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. How did we, you know not, a character? we never saw him again? That was so crazy. We still have not seen this guy. Um, small shout out uh, because I feel like he really grew on me. Uh, Stephen Walters, who plays Glenn, Tammy's yeah, sure. school friend. I, he, really grew, he really grew on me as I think he, or I guess as the, the show has gone on um he's a lot more likable just in terms of just like him just like lounging on her couch um uh, in her office and just like you know i don't think there's anything going on there but he's yeah. just like you know he's just a goofball yeah I, I think glenn glenn is probably 
He's he's probably top three. That, that's a that's a that's a miss on my part for not having him on my board. Um, he's very forget. I mean, he's forgettable. Yeah. Let's be let's be honest with ourselves. Are you good with guy? I I mean, it was gonna be guy, but yeah. I just wanted to spread the love a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. That's my roommate. Let's go now. Get him, him over the bleachers. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Step over the bleachers. Hey, hey, no. It's a nice gig, man. No, it's not a nice gig. You, you see this blonde over here in that outfit? No, I'm check. You know what? You gotta, you gotta leave, man. I can't. All right, let's get out of here then. Go down to Landon Strip, early bird special. Check out Mendy's. I can't go to the Landon Strip right now. I gotta at least stay here until it's done. Cool. I can stay, man. I love me some acrobats. Look at these girls. <laughs> you kidding me? Next up, I've got um, best scene written down here. Um, a lot. I, I think there's several contenders for this. I have three written down, but I'm I'm sure there's at least a dozen that we could, that we could talk about. Uh, what do you have? I mean, it's it's clearly Chad Clark Landry's father burning murder evidence. Um, no, I'm kidding. Which <laughs> uh, <laughs> is saying that sentence out loud and it not being even ludicrous in the slightest it's just what happened it's not just murder uh, evidence it's his son's car <laughs> yeah it's, it's not so just ridiculous. any old evidence like <laughs> and not um, t- they're not going to tell his mom about it like <laughs> what some recency car? bias but i think it still works uh matt saracen zach guilford his scene with coach taylor yeah um it, i mean is there is there anything that really tops that no, that that's that's my first place as well. Um, I have the two others that I have written down are Landry in the police station where they're like clearly trying to help him, and he's like, "No, no, I murdered a guy," and like, you know, his dad just says, "We're going home," or he just like keeps repeating that over and over again, and it's just like trying to console him. Like, I think that was a really good scene, um, even though it's a part of a horrific uh, writing and plot choice. Um, really good acting and just. Good, t- good television. Um, and then the other one that I have, this is early season two, but the slap fight that Julie and Taylor have uh, in the front yard after Julie, I guess, went to a party or something and didn't come home and the Swede dropped her off. And then, um, yeah, I think Tammy says something like, you're not rid of me yet. And then Julie says, you got rid of me whenever you had Gracie and dad left. Like just really intense, like over the top mother-daughter stuff um but that was the other scene that i had written down um this may be i don't know if it really falls under best scene but i think it's worth an honorable mention uh and it's just the arc with coach donald dickey um who is the head coach of larabee yeah for as ridiculous as all of that was with how they got there um the the back and forth between coach Taylor and coach Dickey is really fun and it's really enjoyable. You're talking I think about it, the locker room, like this locker room was well, good like enough for the, the, the state title scene or like that. Well, like that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know if it, it, it well, I don't know. But like I, I do know that like it doesn't fall under this category of being like best scene, like a standalone scene, but just the practice field to the locker room, even the, the game itself is yeah. just it's super enjoyable to watch yeah 
And I, I, I think that what they did with that story arc for as bad as it started, I think they rounded it out and made it a lot better. Yep. Uh, I would also, you know, just throw out the scene where the coach finally tells Taylor, like, hey, my wife has two months to live or however long it was. Um, it was, was pretty effective. Um, but, yeah, I think, it, I think it's probably – it's Saracen in the bathtub, right? I mean – I mean, nothing really made me cry other than that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm going off of. <laughs> Fair enough. Depending on you to make good decisions. Huh? You have any idea? Your grandmother, your friends, your teammates, you better start making them. You better stop being so damn selfish and stop shut being up. sorry for yourself. Just you hear shut me? up. You don't care about me. You let me for a better job. Your daughter let me for a better guy. Carlotta let me for what a mom. My dad let me for a damn war. Everybody leaves me. What's wrong with me? There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you at all. Next category, we are blazing through these. Worst storyline. This is going to be a competitive one, Joe. Um, there's there are there are a bunch of options again that I have not even written down here. Um, and there's my number one choice even has a subplot that I think could could be in the top three. Uh, but w- w- I mean, it, I guess I, I could turn this over to you here. But it's it's the murder, right? Like, is there anything else? It's just the whole murder thing. I, I think it has to be the murder because I think this is what in the entire universe of Friday Night Lights is probably the most criticized. Yeah. And it's what makes season two so, so unlikable. Yeah. I think there, yeah, sorry. I think there, I was going to say, I think there are some that, I mean, there's some choices here and there that I really hate. Um, Can we get a Hispanic or black player that doesn't have, trouble with the cops or yeah you know you know is can can be maybe looked at as a human being uh because i think the whole santiago thing is uplifting as some of his high points are just there are some aspects of that storyline and i think it does show a side of you know probably what most people buddy garrity's age and his status would you know, I, I think I don't think it's completely unrealistic. A person um, with those traits would treat Santiago any differently. So there is that. The tornado thing is ridiculous <laughs> in so many ways. Just like yeah. the whole like Tim Riggins, like you know, protecting Julie from the tornado and the grocery store windows blowing out is just it's over the top. And then the whole smash. Uh, it's it's a the the whole smash storyline with the kid at the movie theater just i think more than anything i just want smash to get a break and i know that in the in the real world like you know you know people of color would would love a break as well and it's just a thing that unfortunately happens and uh i'm glad that we're finally you know talking about it as a society and the issues that come with it but uh yeah did did i leave anything out um, yeah, there's, there's a couple there. I mean, yeah, I think, uh, I think in some ways Friday Night Lights was ahead of its time in terms of highlighting the, you know, the smash movie theater scene. Um, and, and, you know, today in 2020, I'd like to think that this plays out a lot better for smash. Um, but at the time it, it was certainly, um, you know, insightful. Um, the, the, the big one I think that you left off was, uh, Jason's experimental surgery plan in Mexico. 
Um, that was I mean, just couldn't have been yeah. dumber. I mean, like <laughs> just could not have possibly been dumber. Um, the TMU thing with, with coach Taylor going to TMU and then just like immediately coming back. It's like, man, did we have to do that? And then McGregor showing up on Taylor's doorstep. Um, and just telling him off, basically. Like, McGregor shows up in the series again, right? I'm pretty sure we see him um, again. Co- no? I thought we saw him again done. coaching a, a rival team. Uh, maybe, I, maybe I'm getting those storylines story mixed up. Um, but just no immediate payoff from that. Like, Coach Taylor doesn't really feel bad or anything. Like, there's there's nothing nothing to that. It was just kind of a weird thing that they did. Um, I mean, if you want to go with, like – the uh, this isn't an award but like the worst football logic of all time there's no absolute way that the whole coach taylor leaving tmu thing i don't think there's any foreseeable or not foreseeable i don't think there's any feasible way that that actually happens in real life yeah i mean i could see him leaving but then not like finishing out the season as dylan's coach like that's (laughs) that's pretty ridiculous um one one last thing here, and we're just, I think we agree it's the murder. It has to be the murder. But specifically within the murder, why did Landry's watch – like, why was that like a half-episode plot? Like, that didn't matter at all, right? Like, why? No, it, was, it was so pointless. <laughs> why it was so did, pointless. I mean, like, it's not like they use – it's not like Landry's dad used the watch to, to pin it on Landry. Like, they knew – like, Landry's dad figured it out well before they found this watch or whatever. Like, it just – didn't need to happen it was so dumb um quick thing but are 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 we up or down on the swede storyline being bad so i i also kind of had that written down um but i mean it was last on my board i hate julie so this is hard for me to distinguish i mean like i think it was good you know i think it's it was some some parts of it were dumb like the fact that he kept going back and forth on like treating her like a child and then wanting to date her um that was just kind of weird, but I think the general idea of Julie finds another guy that she likes instead of Matt. I think that's fine. I um, yeah, and I don't really mind her reasoning. She doesn't want to be like her mother and father. Yeah, and go down that path. So I completely like I I can get behind that logic. Yeah, it's not being super crazy. It just it seems it just seemed so random, you know? Yep. yep. I agree. Um, but worst storyline goes to the murder of season two and let us never talk about it again. All right, Joe, uh, next up is best quote. Uh, I got a, I've got a few things written down here. Um, one of them was a title of the episode that, uh, that you posted, uh, I believe either last week or the week before they all kind of run together, but, uh, damn Julie damn is, is my leading candidate here. Um, there are a couple others, but, um, uh what do you have written down the one that really sticks with me is zach guilford in a bathtub shower is on he's being berated by coach taylor and he just has had enough and he starts you know going going on about you know his the troubles that he's dealing with and he says why does everyone leave me and that quote is just so it really it really struck me um, in a lot of different ways. I'm sure it's a, it's a feeling that a lot of people can relate to. Uh, but that was the one that was, that really just kind of hit for me the most. Um, 
from a non very dramatic serious side <laughs> Corinna yeah. Williams uh in in the last episode saying God do- doesn't ever fumble the ball uh is just absolutely perfect so it's a great SEC football quote right like they that should probably be the SEC football's you know tagline for their whole conference I was gonna say I'm of... surprised it's not like the state of Mississippi's like slogan or something <laughs> uh really really good stuff from Corinna there um what are what are what are our other options here um i think we've we've got the volleyball coach or was it the soccer coach coming into coach taylor's office as the new athletic director and demanding better equipment and then mac mcgill says i hope they're paying you a ton of money which is (laughs) just pretty funny after uh especially earlier in the episode we find out that his paycheck is actually like 40 percent of what it used to be um so in fact they're not he's not being paid a lot of money um and then I mean, there, so there's one other one that's like, it's pretty racist, but uh, I'm sure it got a lot of laughs in, in 2006 on Fox, but it's uh, Jason and Riggins in Mexico um, trying to pay off that cop. They end up in jail. And then Riggins says, it's not my fault. We found the only honest cop in Mexico, which is. Um, if you want to go with a better, I mean, not a better Riggins quote, but a less racist Riggins quote, there is the, I always skip Wednesdays, which is just really funny to me. That is. Um, Another episode title from you, Joe. Very, very nice. Yeah, I, I love give it. I love doing the episode titles as quotes. That's kind of, kind of my thing. Um. Okay, so I'm down to, I think I'm down to Dan, Julie, Dam, or. Is it? I always skip Wednesdays. Is that it? Is that are they going to come in at the buzzer here? I mean, they 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 might they might just. I mean, Riggins has a lot of good. He has. He, I mean, he, for to Riggins's credit, we we. I think this is probably part of the reason why we stand him so much is because he has so many good one-liners. Yeah. Um, and that one in particular is pretty great. Um, yeah. can I a quick? I don't know why I found this funny. Um but it was just like it almost like took a really weird tone shift um but when smash is at the high school where he knows the alabama scout is for some reason um noel is kind of hyping him up before oh yeah and talks to him (laughs) and she says uh is like you're gonna do great and when like after you're done you're totally getting laid and smash is like really and then she replies no i'm pmsing <laughs> but <laughs> you know good luck and i just i don't know why i was just like for as much as like noel i think is like pretty i don't want to say worthless um but i don't like her character uh that was uh that was really funny it was it was so out of out of place it felt like because i was just like you're making her funny now like what yeah. is what is the end goal here so i just that one the way that smash looks at her and is just like really um is just is just perfect that was i mean i I feel like we and i don't want to get off on too much of a tangent here but i feel like we did not get a ton of information on the inner workings of their relationship it was like they met one day and then like they we saw them interacting a couple more times and then by like you know the three-quarter mark of this season they were dating and we just were supposed to know that um i don't think we ever saw them having sex or anything uh, maybe we did, and I'm forgetting it. But, I was gonna uh, say I don't think we do because, and it's not like Friday Night Lights is shy about that. Like they will yeah. definitely like imply it at least or strongly suggest it. Yeah. So. 
I don't know. Um, okay, damn Julie Dam, or I always skip Wednesdays. The Saracen thing, you know, we just talked about that. We, I think we got to spread the love a little bit. Um, um, I, I think as far as like delivery or goes. Or God doesn't fumble. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, I think as far as like delivery goes, um, it encapsulates a lot of my feelings, but damn Julie Dam is, uh, I think it might be number one. That is a, a representative quote of like just Julie's entire character. Like anytime Julie says, does anything, the other character could probably respond to that um, or could respond with that phrase. Yeah, um, most definitely. All right, you want to go with that? I'm good with it. All right, damn Julie Dam wins best quote of season two. Dad, can I talk to you? Yeah, I gotta go. Back. No, Dad, I really need to talk to you right now. It's about the other night and, and the whole Tim thing. It wasn't his fault. What do you mean? It was my fault. We were at this party and and I was drinking and there was this other guy named Riley and and I was about to get in trouble and and Tim Tim stopped it and he took me home and he was trying to sneak me in and then you came in and and I'm just trying to say it was my fault. Best new character. This is a brand new award. We did not award this last season. Um, in fact, I thought about it about 20 minutes before we started this podcast. Um, but Joe, do you have, do you have something? I think there's, we talked about it a little bit. There's three main uh, candidates for this. Do you have a favorite? A uh, big fan of Carlotta um, and really enjoy um, just the, kind of uniqueness she adds to the show um just as far as just like this really like weird matt saracen plot line that is just so strange and just i think like next to everything else it uh doesn't seem as crazy but and it pretty much gets left over i think i mentioned to Alyssa, and she'd forgotten about it um because there's just so much in that season that is just so so dumb um other than her, I mean, uh, I I do like I do like the the, the Santiago scenes, um, but those are the I mean those are the main two that I can can really think of off the top of my head. Which I'm for this one because you sprung it on me ten minutes before <laughs> we started recording. They are off the top of my head. I don't want to act like I didn't prepare for this, but just want to let the listeners know yeah i've got santiago number one I, I think we got i think we get the most depth out of him um i think guy is is also an option here um for all for all the reasons that we mentioned earlier and then carlotta yeah is, is the uh it's the other one that we've got written down here um but yeah i, I just i think i think it's santiago i think we see a, a full a full scope of, of his character and his, his sort of plight um and, uh, you know, he kind of, you know, is helped by all sorts of different garrities in, in a season. And, and uh, I, I think it's great. I, uh, I, I do want to say, or I guess, go over a hypothetical with you. Say the writer's strike doesn't happen and we get a full season two. 
do you think that Mo Morrison creeps into this at all? Because I think he's an amazing heel to Eric Taylor. He doesn't, and Eric, I, I mean, not that Eric doesn't get heels, but he like, I mean, this would have been, yeah. this, I think, I think that plot line could have gotten really good. Yeah. It, it's, it's very possible. Um, did, I mean, did you like that element to the, the to episode 15? The, uh, what do you mean? Like his intro, I mean, Mo doesn't come in until the very last episode of season two. And we only get, you know, I mean, it's, these episodes are 45 minutes and yeah. we don't, I mean, we see him for maybe 15, 20, but like if we get, if we get, you know, six more episodes with him or seven more episodes, I guess, I think there's, I think there's a, a world where like he becomes a really fun enemy um, to the show. Do you or, think he, or, he sticks I, around? I, I don't know. I kind of felt like he was maybe just always going to be a one episode and out kind of thing. I don't know, man. I think there was, I think there was some more, I think, I think there was some more to pick out with that, but that maybe is just like, I don't, I know you don't like the whole marital stuff. of Fred and, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but I think that's what made it interesting to me. My, my counterpoint is that there's no way after that, after they get in a fight at that restaurant that Tammy has any interest in spending time with those two again. So unless Mo Morrison is just going to become like this troll that only messes with coach Taylor and never with the three of them intentionally in the same room at the same time, um, then it's, I, I don't know. I think it's a hard sell, but probably so. But he um, was I, a great, a great foil for, for Eric Taylor. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing Gene did not crack your board. <laughs> I don't even remember Gene Landry's girlfriend for an episode. Oh, I do. Yes. I, for some reason, the name Gene is always, is, is always a guy. So I was in my head, I was thinking it was like, it's a unisex name, Spencer. I'm yes, it is. But just in my head, I was thinking of the, the male spelling of it. Uh, whenever you said that, yeah, no, she, uh, she can, she can be on the board. She wasn't written down, but she's certainly, I think she's fourth. Uh, I think Santiago is clearly one guy and Carlotta are mixed. And then I would put Gene four and then probably Mo Morrison five, just because he was only in one episode. I was going to say uh, the one thing that I'm, well, no, I think that would have been, see, I, once again, this is uh, I'm trying to think on the fly here a little bit, but I was going to say, I feel like we don't get a whole lot of uh, Tyrus family until this season. I think Mindy becomes more of a character in a this little season. bit. Yeah. Um, I'm not still, saying she her. doesn't have too many lines and you know, I'm not saying her, but I, I do think that as we kind of get to know more of the families uh, and, then, and then there's uh, Tammy's sister, Shelly. Um, Shelly's a good call out too. Yep. Um, so there's, there's some really good additions uh, as far as like what this season offers. I, you know, I, I I would say it's Santiago probably um, just as far as like the, um, the uniqueness, I guess, to what he, or kind of like he, he hits a lot of, um, he hits a lot of stuff part of the show. Like with, with Carlotta, her mo like her, she is mostly like attached to like Matt, but Santiago, like he affects a lot of different people with, you know, Lila, Buddy, obviously the team, he has interactions with them. So it's just, he, he kind of hits more spots, I think. Yep. 
Okay, uh, so we agree. Yeah, Santiago's the uh, the winner there. Yes. Okay. Congrats to Santiago. Great award uh, for him. Joe, we're down to the last two here. Um, I think we got to do LVP and then MVP. Um, this could get pretty contentious based on some things, uh, more so MVP, but could get pretty contentious based on some things that have been said that I've picked up from you. Um, but what, 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 what are, where are you at with LVP? Um, I, I definitely think that uh, Tim Riggins just has to be like an automatic LVP candidate. Um, is that fair? Yeah, th- he's my number one pick. Okay. <laughs> I, man, it, it becomes increasingly tougher to justify why he stand so much. Let's go down the resume here. Um, he <laughs> encourages Jason to go to Mexico. Um, now, he, he admits that he was never going to let Jason actually get the surgery but still uh, pretty reckless. And if Lila doesn't come in and help save the day, and then they go on that, the fateful booze cruise where Jason sort of tries to kill himself, um, you know, that's it's just an L all the way around for Riggins because then he gets kicked off the team, which causes him to get in a fight with Billy and Jackie, which causes him to meet Guy Raston, which causes him to wake up with a gun in his face, which causes him to steal $3,000 from Guy, which causes him to get beat up by Guy, which causes him to need $3,000 from Lila to pay Guy off. Then they get in another fight with Guy. And then he, instead of thanking Lila and never talking to her again, he continues to troll her new boyfriend and make her feel miserable about herself. Um, it's just it's it's an absolute masterclass of LVP from Tim Riggins in season two. I felt like I was, um, I felt like in that moment as you were explaining everything that is bad about Tim Riggins, as if like I was Lila and I was asking you, should I get back together with Tim Riggins? And you were <laughs> and you were like my best. Fr- I don't know who Lila's best fr- friend is, but like, and you were just like, here are all the reasons <laughs> you should not get back with Tim Riggins. Yeah, when you put it like that. <laughs> it's pretty tough to come up with anybody else um i mean smash also has some issues in the season some of them his own doing some of them are a product of his circumstances um but i'm not gonna you know smash is much more of a victim of society than than riggins is um in 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 several different ways um the other name that i had written down here is actually tammy taylor who had a really rough second half of the season i mean just Really never got along with Tan- with Julie at all. Had marital problems, all, it's mostly mild with with uh, with Coach Taylor. Um, couldn't really, you know, never really got her crap together at her job. Needed, uh, you know, Tyra and Lila to plan the school dance entertainment or whatever that was. The Pantherama entertainment that was terrible. She chewed out Julie's teacher for no reason, um, or at least went too far. Just, I mean, not very many W's for Tammy in this in this season either. But she didn't, you know, almost kill her best friend in Mexico. So, and really, you know, that deserves credit in its own right. <laughs> Who amongst us has not? Uh, so it sounds like we agree it's Riggins. Yeah, I, I, and you could really even throw Billy as a sidekick into that, but yeah, I think it's sure. Tim Riggins. Billy's, you know, he didn't make anything better, that's for sure. Um, if you, I mean, if you want to go, like, opposite of heat check, like, yeah. you know, Billy's probably up there because he's yeah. not really much in, in this in this season either. Yep. Um, MVP, Joe. You're going to have to start. <laughs> You're going to kill me. <laughs> it's tough. And really, I know that 
we I think toward the the end of the stretch, we talked quite a bit about these are really weak MVP classes. Yes. On the block front of it, I think that Eric Taylor has to be a a nominee because of everything that he kind of overcame from the start of the season. And I'm sorry for continuing to hit my mic. I don't know if you can hear that or not. You're good. Um, But I'm a, I'm a hand talker. And so I sometimes, anyway, um, what he overcomes from the beginning of the season is nothing short of incredible. The fact that he is able to leave TMU, get back to Dylan He's able to put together a makeshift football team with just the (laughs) lack of continuity that he has. Uh, They're beating teams by 40 points toward the end. So he's doing a really good job on that front. Uh, I think he, I think he's handling the parenting stuff a lot better as much as like Tammy's like not succeeding. I think that Eric is more and more aware of, how to be a dad to Julian. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't probably a good dad before, yeah. but he is way more aware and in touch, like with how she's feeling and how things make her feel. And I love that growth from him. Yep. I, uh, I, I think he's in the top three for me. Um, he, uh, he kind of reminds me of like a, of a baseball team that goes like, you know, they're just like, they're not that good. They're like eight, eight games over 500 or so, you know, they win like, 86 games and then but they squeak out a wild card bid and then go on to win the world series which happens you know every three or four years a baseball team will do something like that um he didn't have like what i mean by that is he did not have that many highs in this season but he just he didn't have that many lows either he just kind of kept it even keeled just a little bit above average the whole season um until i guess you could argue the mo morrison thing at the end there um but you know, that was, that was probably an L. Um, but I, you know, I think overall it was, it was a productive season from Eric, both, both on and off the field. Um, here's my, my number one pick here. (laughs) I think it's Landry. All right. So here's the case for Landry. Um, he got away with murder, which is a bittersweet thing to say, right? Like he did murder somebody, but he, he got away with it. Um, which is better than not getting away with it. I think we would we would both agree in the grand scheme of, of a television drama. Um, he successfully told off Tyra twice and then still ended up with her, which I think is, you know, it's debatable whether or not that will ultimately end up being a good thing for him. But for, you know, within the scope of season two, it, it worked out. Um, and then there were multiple times during the football season in which Landry made winning play or good plays. One time is, you know, he, what was the game where he made the big play or did he have he an like, interception or something? He like, no, he, he didn't even get the interception. He like forced a fumble. Yeah. And, and everyone had the wherewithal to realize that he had made such a, an amazing football play because yeah. everyone has huge like football IQs. Yeah. So, All you know, he's, he, uh, you know, that's a W for Landry. And then he also, towards the end of the season, he did, he had that touchdown uh, run to, after Saracen said, you know, show Tyra what you can do kind of a thing. Um, and that worked out, that worked out pretty well. Um, I don't know. I, I think uh, there were definitely some peaks and some valleys here, but I don't know. I mean, we could give it to, I, I guess that's the thing. Is it Landry, the peak and the Valley candidate, or is it Kyle Chandler, uh, you know, coach Taylor, who's just steady Eddie, like, who do you want? 
I mean, I I think it's hard for me to like. <laughs> I started laughing. I had to mute my mic really quick because I, I, I thought about the line where Matt calls Gene uh, God's little gift to Landry, um, <laughs> and because <laughs> I was gonna say like also Landry like you know kind of played the field a little bit like he yeah. kind of showed like you know he's not completely inept when it comes to relationships so um he handles a, a breakup about as well as someone could uh so it's just hard for me like we hate this season so much for the thing that landry does and you know we call it the murder like i, I do want to say like we constantly refer to this as the murder but in a lot of ways it was i mean in not in a lot of ways in every way it was self-defense it's for like protecting tyra so maybe that whole thing gets skewed a little bit um you know there's a whole excessive force argument but he's not a police officer he's literally just trying to protect his friend um where it becomes a murder and not necessarily self-defense is that they didn't just like call the police immediately and say what happened like they had yeah. to, I mean, it's still self-defense, but like, that's why it gets dubbed the murder because they tried to hide it and like looked super guilty in doing so. Um, they handle it about as poorly that, that aspect of it, about as poorly as you could ask. Yeah. So, but they get away with it. So what, well, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm honestly fine with either uh, Landry or coach Taylor. Um, I would say quick, quickly before we make a final decision, uh, Jason Street was not in this season enough to be truly eligible for MVP, but he he mostly had a good season, right? Like he didn't kill himself in Mexico. He ended up, you know, that worked out. He got a good job at Buddy's place. He's got a good. He moved out of his parents' house. He's living with Herc, which is a good thing for him. And then by the end of the season, it looks like he's about to have a kid, which you know, good for him, I guess, right? Like he didn't think that that was ever going to happen, so. I was going to say, like, I don't know if it's a, it's a great thing, but I mean, like from a, you know, from a quadriplegic standpoint, like if someone that's been told that like, because of, you know, all of these factors, like you're yeah. probably not going to have for kids. Yes, that is a really good thing, but yeah. he's uh, struggling to, to cope with the fact that Aaron might not want to have that child. So. But it seemed like, I mean, the final season, I, I think we're supposed to infer after, you know, the final scene of this series that, he has convinced Aaron to have the kid. Yeah. I was going to say that in a lot of ways, this season is kind of, it's kind of like one of those situations, which I hate. And it's like, if the season, it's like that whole argument, like if the season ended today, yeah. this is who would be first place. Um, and honestly, I, you know, just kind of what we're dealing with. I think you kind of do have to give it to Landry because I mean, we could yeah. give it to Eric Taylor probably just about every season. Yeah. I mean, Eric Taylor is the heart of the show. Um, it's a bit like the Connie Britton thing. But, yeah, let's – screw it. Let's give it to Land- Landry Clark, MVP of season two. Has to – I mean, the whole – the biggest plot of the whole season, maybe the most infamous plot in the history of network television. That's probably a stretch. But we'll go with it because this is a Friday Night Lights podcast. Um, it has to be Landry Clark. It all worked out. It all works out for Landry. Yeah, and this award isn't necessarily like a. It's not a. It's not a morality thing. It's not a. Right. You know, it's in a lot of ways. It's just like who had the most productive time and who like yep. furthered their cause the most. Yep. And I think that Landry 
checks all those boxes. Who won the season? Who grew the most as a, as a character, as a person, as a football player in, in some respects? Um, shout out to Landry Clark, man. This is definitely the only time he's going to win this award, I'm pretty sure. Um, but he, he certainly took advantage of the, of the opportunities that he was given. Um, and we also gave best actor to Jesse Plemons. So perhaps this was more of an open and shut case uh, than, than, we, than we realized at the outset. Um, but Joe, uh, I, I, that's the end of our list. I think, I think season two is officially behind us. Thank God, because man, it was a, it was a rough go toward the end of these like blocks, like jumping back in and like motivating myself to like, you know, get through this podcast, like get through this like season two of the podcast. I was like, man, this isn't helping at all. <laughs> um, but glad that it's behind us and uh, glad that it's uh on to season three, which is one of, I mean, it might be my favorite. So I'm excited. On to season three. We will be back next Friday with season three, episodes one through three. Joe, I'm super excited. Um, you want to send us out? Yes. Uh, we, we appreciate you guys for making us a part of your day, listening to Taylor Made. And we are available on all major podcast platforms. If you use the Apple podcast app, we would greatly appreciate if you left us a five-star rating and review it helps get the word out about the show so if you could do that that would be tremendous spencer it has been a fun fun time uh doing this uh season with you very excited to move on to season three so with that said my name once again joe bettner for spencer davis clear eyes full hearts can't lose